Hey everybody, it's Fernando from the Rollback Podcast, and, well, that's Wednesday. Today I'm going to be reviewing a movie that I've kind of been putting back for a while, even though it's a movie that I grew up with and a movie that I very much enjoy and still love to this day. Uh, the movie I'm going to be reviewing today is The Mummy. Yes, the 1999 Brendan Fraser-led hit of the late 90s. Personally, I love this movie. I grew up on it. My cousins would always watch it. So, therefore, I would always watch it. Came from a very big family. So, I was always stuck in the middle of having to watch whatever they would put on. And I can't hate them for this. Uh, Personally, I love this movie. This movie was a huge hit when I was a kid. Gave me a lot of irrational fears, such as beetles running around inside my skin, eating my insides, and, you know, just generally killing me uh but yeah um i don't know what everyone else's um experience with this movie is uh but for me i very much enjoy this movie uh i just finished rewatching it right now and i thought ah what the hell i'm finally done doing the disney star wars uh trilogy Gonna take a break on that. Probably end up doing the prequels sometime soon, uh, if I have the time. Uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, as of right now, let's let's get into let's get into the Mummy, directed by Stephen Summers. Um, you may know him from his directorial debut in Catch Me If You Can, and you may know him from directing this movie, uh, The Mummy Returns. He has a lot of interesting movies. Van Helsing was another good one. I very much enjoyed Van Helsing. And uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. That one we don't really talk about because that one's not that great. But um, no, yeah, he has some pretty decent uh, pretty decent movies under his belt. Uh, some movies that I had no clue he directed. Uh, the Jungle Book, the 1994 live-action one. I used to watch that one a ton as a kid. I never watched the cartoon one because we never had it on VHS. We only had this one, which was a little odd, to say the least. But, yeah, we would always watch it, and to find out he was the one that directed it, I just think that's a funny coincidence. Uh, but, yeah, pretty much his only things that he's really known for is being a producer on The Scorpion King and the subsequent sequels that are just god-awful. But, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much it. I would say Catch Me If You Can and The Mummy are his two fucking biggest movies. Um, and, funny enough, this is a movie that made Brendan Fraser a action star. Because subsequent to this, he did Blast Blast from the Past, which is a rom-com. And he's far from manly in it. So it's just very odd. Brendan Fraser does not get enough love, in my opinion. He really does do a lot. Like, speaking of him doing a lot, he almost died making this movie. He almost died during the hanging scene, and Rachel Weiss even remembered he had to be resuscitated because he stopped breathing. That just shows this dude would go above and beyond, and it's a shame that he doesn't have the career he deserves to have. Plus, it just makes it even funnier that he was cast solely because of his performance in George of the Jungle, another movie that I loved as a kid. 
Um, yeah, apparently his, uh, his role in George of the Jungle got him this, this movie. And I'm not going to just go off on Brendan Fraser. Um, I'll definitely go off on the rest of the cast, uh, more to come. But, man, he really blew it out of the park. If anything, man, I'm thinking of movies uh, coming up with these prequels and these sequels. And if anything, really, I would be very intrigued to see a prequel series for Rick O'Connell. Because he has such a rich backstory that's shown in that very beginning of this movie that I'm just like... This character can be explored, and I'm pretty sure with the right actor, it can be a hit. But, that's just my opinion. Um, But yes, uh, Brendan Fraser, I feel like, was the best casting for this movie, for this role. Um, I love him in uh, The Mummy Returns, and in the third movie, The Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, even though it wasn't well received. But, that's just my opinion. I bitch about movies on here. Come on, sue me. Um, we also have Rachel Weisz coming in as Evelyn. Great. I love her in this movie. She's fantastic. Great actress. Um, I really can't see anyone doing this role. Um, now I'm talking about the Doom of the Dragon Emperor. I don't hate that they replaced her. Um, but I do wish that she was there. <clears throat> Uh, we have John Hanna as her brother, Jonathan, uh, plays the idiot brother who's always getting her into trouble very well. Uh, we have Arnold Voslo, Voslu as Emotep. Perfect. He plays evil, uh, evil, uh, Egyptian, uh, pharaoh very well. He's very creepy. Um, I 100% agree. Uh, Kevin J. O'Connor as Benny. Oh, he's he's perfect. He you hate him in this movie. He is annoying, and you just understand why why Rick O'Connell hits the fuck out of him like so many times. Their chemistry uh, as you know Rick and annoying person that annoys Rick. It is, it's beautiful. It's beautiful in this movie. Um, but those, oh yeah, and, uh, Ar- uh, Odid Fair as Ardith Bay, he plays the Egyptian that is guarding Emotep's, uh, tomb. Uh, he's a part of the Magi, and they're part of a secret, they are a secret organization that guards the tomb so that no one awakens them, which they failed to do in this movie. Um, but yeah, going on to the movie, uh, rewatching it, I was like, Man, this movie's just a fun fucking action movie. And thinking back at it, this movie was perfect for the time. Because at the time, there's no streaming services. Only cable. And this movie was a perfect cable movie. Uh, PG-13 movies were king around this time. Because they would, they had the ability... Ah, they had the ability to be played over and over again on cable because not much had to be changed as far as dialogue and as far as visuals because it was already PG-13, so they could pretty much get away with putting it on cable. Now, so this movie, I remember this movie getting played on cable 
a lot growing up. This movie was always on cable. The Mummy Returns as well. Those two movies were perfect for this time. Because not only was it a fun movie to see in theaters. And a fun movie to own. Especially to rewatch on VHS. Or if you're rich at the time and you had DVD. But this movie when it popped up on cable. You were you were in. Like you, if you had the time, you're just like, ah, you know what? I mean, it's on cable. Might as well watch it. It's not like you're gonna be missing a lot of good shit. Um, because I can't tell you on how much I get annoyed watching rated R movies on cable and seeing them pop up, and then you hear the distorting of the voice so that they could say a cleaner word as opposed to a, a curse word. So. This movie, perfect for Cable, perfect for the time. Um, Man, this movie just really works. Uh, The cast is well done, well casted. Uh, The story is very fun. Um, You know, it's funny, rewatching this movie, I, I started thinking back about, like, how... They had this movie gave me like a lot of irrational fears, like the fucking um, man-eating beetles that pop out of this movie. Uh, I think everything. I think kids got irrational fears from a lot of shit from movies. Like Quicksand was a big one, um, but yeah, this movie, especially oh the like getting trapped in the pyramid, uh, just in the tunnels underneath, like the the pyramids. That would scare the shit out of me. Because, I mean, you're fucking trapped in a pyramid. Um, there's booby traps. It's, oh, it is, it is anxiety galore. Uh, but, yeah, this movie just gave a lot of people real irrational, uh, fears. Which, I guess that's a success, if anything. Um... You know, since this movie came out when I was a kid, I never really heard anything, uh, like, about, like, reviews or anything like that. Uh, Roger Ebert was king at the time. Um, he actually gave it a positive review, and uh, that's pretty rare coming from the Raj. Um, he wrote, "This is There is hardly a thing I can say in its favor, except that I was cheered by nearly every minute of it. I cannot argue for the script, the direction, the acting, or even the mummy. But I can say that I was not bored, and sometimes I was unreasonably pleased. I mean, that's what this movie is supposed to do. It's not... It's... I think that's where we kind of got lost in movies, is that... Not every fucking movie is, like, meant to be this, um... This push on art, or this push in cinema. It's meant simply just to entertain you for a couple of hours so you could forget about any bullshit you're dealing with and for me personally this movie does that so well and beautifully i cannot say any more than that it just does it really well um but aside from roger ebert's review i kind of only take into his account because uh, once you start getting to every other publication, there's just so many reviews. Um, uh, 61% uh, positive uh, approval on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't bad. Um, and it has an average rating of 5.9 out of 10 with 101 reviews. Um, 
but yeah, uh, for the most part, the audiences love it. Audiences gave the cinema score uh, B on A plus to F scale. So this movie does, like I said, it does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to entertain you for a couple hours. Um, I think for me, the more memorable scenes is just pretty much Brendan Fraser being the overzealous American in this movie. Because he has to, uh, for example, there's the scene where we finally see the mummy pop out. And he's going towards Evelyn and Brendan Fraser pops up out of nowhere trying to get her out of there. And he doesn't notice the mummy. And the mummy looks at him, roars, and he roars back at the mummy. And he fucking shoots him with a pump-action shotgun like Schwarzenegger had in uh, uh, Terminator 2. Perfect. I love that. (laughs) That's what his character is. He's a shoot-now-ask-questions-later type of guy. And he's perfect for that. It, it's pretty fucking crazy that he never got more roles uh, in this type of movie. Because after this, he did Bedazzled. Uh, he pretty much strayed away from anything else having to do with action movies. I mean, you could say that the Journey to the Center of the Earth is an action movie. Um, right now, his, his uh, career resurgence really is happening... Uh, on Doom Patrol on HBO Max. Um, I haven't seen it. I heard he's great in it, but don't hate. I haven't seen a lot of the DC shows. I have yet to see Loki. It's it's a lot of time, man. It's a lot of time. Um, but, you know, I really do say if he looks back on his career... And he looks at a particular set of movies. I would hope that he sees these movies and he smiles. And he thinks that these movies are great. That they have a special place uh, in his heart. Because, I mean, for me, along with a lot of other 90s kids, um, we love this movie. I mean, this movie was always on cable. And we would always watch it. Uh, I don't know if I'm... a standalone here, I, I would hope not, but I very much so think that a lot of people would watch this movie because of that point, um, but you know what, if I'm a standalone, I'm not surprised, I'm a standalone in a lot of, uh, a lot of topics, a lot of, uh, things, which is fine, I mean, we all have our own different, differing opinions, but, um, but yeah, this movie was really good, even though, like, Steven Summers, for example, like, his career didn't really have that great of a of an uphill after this. And that's because he did Catch Me If You Can, and Catch Me If You Can was a great fucking movie. Um, but, yeah, as far as uh, this movie goes, this movie is just so rewatchable. I would not thousand percent recommend watching it it is such a feel-good action movie the mummy returns as well i i think i watched that one a lot more uh because i think that one was on cable a lot more than the first one or it might have been the same i think i i okay this is gonna be this is gonna sound old uh and that's because i'm not even that old but um back in the day you could record movies off the tv with a VHS player, um, and I think, I think the second one that was popping up on maybe HBO at the time, 
and we have recorded it, and I would watch the second one a lot, so, uh, if I review the second one, I'm probably gonna have more, uh, more memories about that one than the first one, but for me, the memories of the first one are just very positive, um, I love the first movie, it's my favorite one out of all of them, the second one has quirkiness, but the first one, for me, is just a really great late 90s action movie that we just don't see today. Uh, it seems like action movies just turn into action comedies, and they're not that great anymore. Um, or they're just continuing off of late uh, action movies. Um, or they just turn into very shitty B-movies, which kind of sucks. But, you know... Uh, rewatching this movie, I would definitely give this a rewatchable rating. I would say if you just want to watch a fun action movie, check it out. It's on HBO Max. But yeah, this movie's highly rewatchable. Please check it out. You did it, ladies and gentlemen. You have made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening to us here at the Rollback. I am Fernando. This was your Wednesday Rewind. Please look out for new podcasts every Wednesdays and Saturdays. Sometimes it may vary because, you know, Eddie's an idiot. But who am I to say? (laughs) I just want to say check us out at throwback.net. Check us out wherever you can listen to podcasts, YouTube, Google Play, Pandora, anywhere. Uh, Apple Music, everywhere. That is where you can listen to us bitch about movies which we probably shouldn't be bitching about but yes this is the end of the podcast enjoy our long catalog of podcasts so this is fernando this was your wednesday rewind let's cut it